ಓಂ ವಕ್ರತುಂಡ ಮಹಾಕಾಯ ಸೂರ್ಯಕೋಟಿ ಸಮಪ್ರಭ ನಿರ್ವಿಘ್ನ ಕುರುಮೇ ದೇವ ಸರ್ವಕಾರೇಶು ಸರ್ವದಾ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಗಣೇಶಾಯ ನಮಃ ಓಂ ಭಗವತೆ ಶ್ರೀ ಸ್ವಾಮಿನಾರಾಯಣಾಯ ನಮಃ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ರುದ್ರಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮಃ ಶಿವಾಯ ಸರ್ವಮಂಗಲಮಂಗಲ್ಯ ಶಿವೇ ಸರ್ವಾರ್ಥ ಸಾಧಿಕೆ ಶರಣ್ಯತ್ರಂಬಿಕೆ ಗೌರಿ ನಾರಾಯಣಿ ನಮೋಸ್ತುತೆ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುಸ್ತೋತ್ರ ಅಖಂಡ ಮಂಗಲಾಕಾರಂ ವ್ಯಾಪ್ತ ಯೇನ ಚರಾಚರಂ ತತ್ಪದಂ ದರ್ಶಿತ ಯೇನ ತಸ್ಮೈ ಶ್ರೀಗುರುವೇ ನಮಃ ಅಜ್ಞಾನತಿಮಿರಾಂಧಸ ಜ್ಞಾನಾಂಜನಶಲಾಕೆಯ ಚಕ್ಷುರು ಮಿಲಿತ ಯೇನ ತಸ್ಮೈ ಶ್ರೀಗುರುವೇ ನಮಃ ಗುರುರ್ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ಗುರುರ್ವಿಷ್ಣು ಗುರುರ್ದೇವೋ ಮಹೇಶ್ವರ ಗುರುದೇವ ಪರಂ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ತಸ್ಮೈ ಶ್ರೀಗುರುವೇ ನಮಃ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ವೆಲ್ಕಮ್ ಟು ಡೇಲಿ ಸತ್ಸಂಗ್ we are continuing our contemplation on the nature of the atma what is the atma in the brahman uh, just as a quick reminder that the brahman is the absolute truth that which is unchanging eternal infinite that which is akshara akshara means immutable unchanging which is present at all times and then of course the atma is of the same quality but it is within the realm of maya the akshara brahma is beyond maya these are the two basic differences along those lines we have been considering the scripture pratyabhignaridayam to better understand the evolution of the cosmos as well as its expansion contraction in gujarati that is known as sankoch vikas avastha sankoch means the contraction vikas means the expansion in our lives also we experience expansion and contraction as i was mentioning yesterday so to move further along these lines whatever the akshara brahma may be that is accessible when we are in a state of great stability integration saintliness sadhuta there is no damage to energy there is a great uh, evolution of dynamic power from within our system so we evolve from our limited states of mind and emotion limited states of emotion thought memory and we move further from there from that from that limitation into the higher reality so along those lines we have been examining also that the fact that the external reality is within our purview if we are attentive to our experience we realize that the experience and me are not two different things they are one so along those lines there is an example given on page 7 in this uh, book pratyabhignaridayam the secret of self recognition by jaydev singh i'm just giving some references from this text actually and then doing some exposition on that so uh, another example is given about the creation of the universe so just as a peacock with all of its variegated plumage lies as a mere potency in the plasma of its egg even so the entire universe lies in the shakti of the supreme the shakti of the supreme is called chit or parashakti or paravak so just as the egg of a peacock contains the full potential peacock the potency it's 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 mere potency in the plasma of the egg similarly the entire universe lies in the shakti of the supreme now again this is a meditative phenomena whatever we are seeing as the milky way galaxy the andromeda galaxy the galaxy clusters these things that hubble space telescope and other other telescopes have discovered the nebulae that are present in the universe these things are perceptible to our senses or extension thereof but there is quite a bit more to any brahman than what the telescopes can perceive 
Each Brahmanda has 14 lokas, which we cannot perceive through telescopes. They can be perceived only in samadhi, only in a divine communion with God, where one has yoga samadhi, as in Vachanamrut Karada number 1. There is a mention about yoga samadhi. One can see the coming and going of the jiva into the different lokas. One who is a master in yoga, who is a master in yoga samadhi, in Garada 1 Vachanamrut, this is explained. So along those lines, this whole notion that the whole universe is existing as a potency, as Shakti. So even the entire universe lies in the Shakti of the Supreme. The Shakti meaning the dynamic power, the infinite power is in like seed form. It is in seed form. It is, a, it is in a potentiality. So that same potentiality is present within us. But to access that potentiality, our mental function, which is always thoughts, emotions, memories, desire, energy, this internal function, internal reality, needs to come into a totally balanced and harmonious state, as I have been stating over and over again. All right. Now, once it reaches that stage, then the antakarana, the mind itself, is then given over to the Supreme. It's not held by the ego. The ahankar of the jiva is holding, trying to grab hold of everything. But that ahankar gives itself back to the, to, to the paramatma. So when that happens, then this opening occurs into the realization of five major things. Meaning what? That the infinite power of the Parama Akshara Brahma, the great Shiva, the Parashiva, sometimes it is called in the Shaiva tradition. Uh, it is considered to have many, many different, different openings in terms of revelation. So the first is Chit, the power of self-revelation by which the Supreme shines by himself. In this aspect, the Supreme is known as Shiva. This is from Shaiva tradition. Other traditions will give other names. All right, but what it is referring to is the Atma particularly that the power of self-revelation by which the Supreme shines by Himself. So self-revelation, what is self-revelation? It goes back to who am I? And the I reveals who one is, what one is. It reveals everything, nature of our endless desires, nature of our memories, all revelations come about. And then in the deepest of meditations, in the great silence of meditation, in giving over to Paramatma, our, our heart, our soul, the purification of the mind takes such a stage where self-revelation begins to occur, the chakras begin to appear, the divine light of the Atma begins to shine. All such things occur, the Siddhis begin to open up. This is the evolution and the uh, opening of divine reality from within. So, that is the great power of spiritual practice as well as in an inward spirit, psycho-spiritual journey. The power of re revelation becomes manifest. That is called chit. Another way to think of chit is consciousness. But keep, keep attention that self-revelation requires energy. See, the power of self-revelation, it goes both ways. Self-revelation, once it occurs, brings about, it opens up its energies. And energies that we have now can lead to self-revelation. So self-revelation is possible through the energies we have now that are sinking with the Atma. 
That is Guru Tattva. That synchronicity with the Atma is the Guru Tattva outside and inside. And then along with that synchronicity, the worship and upasana of Paramatma. Aksharam aham purushottam adasosmi nijatmanam brahmarupam dehatre vilakshanam vibhavitena kartavya bhaktihi krushnasya sarvada. Shikshapatri 116 verses also referring to this same idea. That we are to resonate with the Brahman. That is who I am. I am not this limited body, limited being with the three bodies, stul, sukshma, karan, and we be stuck in that contracted, limited state. So the power of self-revelation is chit, C-I-T. Okay, so that self-revelation, meaning what the Atma is Satchidananda. So it reveals itself that the Paramatma is shining from within. In Vachanamrut, Bhagwan Swami Narayan, he mentioned that inside the Atma, Paramatma is residing in the Atma, in the Radaya Akash, there is if Bhagwan's, Bhagwan is actually there. So in this aspect, the Supreme is known as Shiva. In the Shaiva tradition, I'm using that as a base here. That the Supreme is known as God. That is Shiv, Shiv, Param Shiv, Akshara Brahma, Paramatma. Different names are used. The word Shiv means auspiciousness. It means God. It means Paramatma. Right? So, this is an ancient text. That is why uh, the word Shiv is, Shiv is used. And, and Shiv is also a mantra in the, within the Brahman. So, there's much to be said about that. We talked about it before. Now, the other aspect to all of this revelation, where the Paramashiva, the Akshara Brahma, has infinite Shakti, but the following five may be considered to be the main ones. There's five. So Chit, we just spoke about briefly. Now the second is Ananda, the absolute bliss. This is also called Svatantraya. Svatantraya, absolute will, which is able to do anything without any extraneous aid. See this point. We are not in the form of Jiva Svatantraya. We are Paratantra. Even if we want to have something to eat, we have to find food somewhere. We cannot just make it happen. We're, on, we're not in the free state as such. But when we reach that state of Shiva, that Akshara Brahma state, what, does ha what happens? We are Svatantra, Svatantraya, meaning that we have absolute will. That, that Paramatma, that supreme reality, has absolute will, which is able to do anything without any extraneous aid. See the point. We, in our lives, need extraneous aid to do everything, just about. But from our own potency, we, we, just to create things from our own potency, maybe Siddhas can do that. But other than that, it doesn't happen. So the absolute will that is able to do anything without extraneous aid, and in that freedom, which is what we are seeking. We are also seeking this tremendous freedom. There is ananda, absolute bliss, when every desire is fulfilled. It's called purunakambha. Desires don't exist anymore. or they, Whatever they are there, they are only connected with the divine reality and for the benefit of the world. The desires do not afflict the individual. That is called ananda. So that is svatantrayam ananda shaktihi. And that is from the scripture known as Tantra Sar. Remember, don't misunderstand the word Tantra. Tantra means integration, weaving together, coming together. Like Bhagwan Swami Narayan, he uh, mentioned Dharma, Gnan, Vairagya, Bhakti. He said, Ek Bijani Apiksha, the combination of the four. That is called Tantra. That's all that word means. You know, people have a lot of misunderstanding of this, and that word should not be misunderstood. It means to combine together, to integrate together, to coalesce together, to join together, to connect together. 
And the desire in terms of what we're looking at, that we are wanting to experience ananda or we want to move into a state of ananda where ananda is not paratantra, it is svatantra. It is coming from God. It is naturally present all the time. So without hankering after external things, it is called, you know, there's called swadin and paradin in Gujarati, I believe. Maybe in Hindi, other languages. Swadin means what? You are, you are enjoying your own happiness. That means that the, the bliss of the Atma is continuous, unbroken. And the Vishaya Sukh is Shanik. It is temporary. Dukhrupi. It has Dukh inside there. And it is fleeting. It is, it is, it is binding also. So all of those problems are, are present uh, in just running after, after Prakriti. After Prakriti. Similarly, we are looking at Svatantrayam. And the word Tantra means to come together, combine together. In Swaminarayana Sampradaya, some sadhus say this way, Swaminarayana Ekaja Tantram, Swaminarayana Ekaja Mantram. What does that mean? That means that when the Ishta Devata, whichever Ishta Devata you have, there's one Ishta Devata, one Mantra, one Guru, one main Guru, and then one main scripture, and then your mind, and it connects together. All of that is called Tantra. That is an interconnection. So that's one meaning. Now, the word, the, the scripture known as Tantrasar means that the essence of all the, the integrative processes are that it is Svatantrayam Ananda Shaktihi. Svatantrayam means that one is completely free. Freely moving, as I mentioned yesterday, as a lion in the sansar. Not as a victim of limitation, not as a victim of the mind, not as a victim of harmful desire, and certainly not as a victim of anybody on the outside. No, there is only grace and love. How can there be a victim mentality? Not at all. The mentality transmutes into complete freedom, that is svatantrayam, and the realization that I am ananda, I am akshara, I am the ananda shaktihi, I am not different from ananda. It's not that I have ananda. That is still some limited idea. I am Ananda has no limitation. That is a difference. It's one thing to hold a glass of water when you're thirsty. It is another thing to drink and say, I am drinking the bliss of water, drinking the nectar. You're drinking the nectar of devotion. See the Bhakti scripture, nectar of devotion, Bhakti Rasamrit Sindhu. When we are in the state of Ananda, of the Atma and the Akshara Brahma as one, with all energies intact, that is called the Ananda Shakti, that is intact energy. We are then at the foundation, that's also a foundation, to worship Paramatma, Parmeshwar in the Akshara Brahma. That worship of God, actually God, that is present in Akshara Brahma, beyond Akshara Brahma, in the Akshara Dhamma. Dhamma means the place residing, the essence of it is God. So, to be qualified to see the Paramatma, to worship the Paramatma, and to drink the bliss of the Paramatma, Raso Vaisaha, continuously drinking the bliss of God, as the Muktas in the Aksharadham and other places are drinking the bliss of God. So the drinking of the bliss of God, that is, that is Divya Ananda, that is just, that is uh, enjoying constantly again and again the form of the Divine. Continuous Rasa is opening within us. That is so, the word Ananda has so much 
meaning behind it. So much truth behind it. So now one more point here, that in this aspect of the Svatantrayam, Ananda Shakti, in this aspect, the Supreme is also known as Shakti. So the Shakti means what? Shakti is dynamic power that is present all around. That is the expression, the will of the Divine that is expressing itself. So that dynamic power that is expressing as me, as you, as this or that, how tremendous. And once, we, once our mind is resonating with that, once we are resonating that there's only this great power present everywhere, we are a liberated being. We are a liberated being in the vortex of the sansara. So in this aspect, the Supreme is known as Shakti. In a sense, Chit and Anand are, very, are the very Swarupa of the Supreme. See, Sat, Chit, Ananda. The rest may be called his Shakti. Meaning what? The Chit are Chit, Satchidananda Vigraha. Bhagavan is known as Satchidananda Vigraha. Vigraha means the form of God that is made out of Ananda. Made out of chitta, chitta, made out of chit, chit meaning the potency to do all kinds of things. It's a self-revelation, that is consciousness and infinite joy. They are the, they are the swarupa. Swarupa means what? Or swarupa means what? The nature, the nature of God. The nature of that Paramatma is ananda. And that is and and that same Paramatma has infinite power so the dynamic power is shakti now along with this now as the shakti expresses itself and as we are evolving further and further towards paramatma what do we see we find that there is also icha shakti so there's three expressions expressions of this shakti icha shakti gnana shakti kriya shakti swarupini this is written in the lalita sahasranam so icha shakti is what the will to do this or that to create. In this aspect, God, the Paramatma, is known as Sada Shiva or Sada Kya. This is from a Shaiva point of view. From Vaishnava point of view, we can say that is Bhagwan Krishna or Bhagwan Purushottam, like in Swaminarayan and Sampradaya. So the point is that the Icha Shakti, the will to do this or that, the will. So God also has a will. Interesting. God, it's not that God is sitting somewhere without any, any desire. It's not the case. In fact, the fact is that we also have desire. The fact that we have desire is an indication that there is a chain of desires before even we had our desires and there is the cause of all desires that is the Icha Shakti of Paramatma. That is activating Mahamaya. Vachanamrut is written this way that Bhagwan Purushottam looks at Akshara Brahma, Akshara Brahma looks at one liberated soul in the Dham and, and that one liberated Akshara Purush as it is known places, activates the Mahashakti, looks at Mahashakti, sees that's Mulpurush, looks at Mahashakti and activates the whole, whole Mahashakti. How is this done? This is Icha Shakti. It is a thought of God. So another way to think about this, that everything that exists is a thought of God. Look at our life. Look at just the room that we're sitting in. Every object we see in the room we're sitting in right now has been a thought of somebody or some group of people. That is created. I can see right now I have a cell phone, I have a microphone, I have these books, I have a computer, I have all the images of the incarnations of God, I have so many books. Everything was a thought of somebody. Isn't it so? Everything. These glasses I'm wearing, somebody created that, somebody designed it. I don't even know who they are, but they're there. Similarly, when there is a creation, there has to be the thought of the creator behind it. 
Hence, Paramatma is the cause of all causes, the creator, the supreme reality behind which all manifestation exists. And that, is, and that manifestation is also possible because there is the current of desire in the Paramatma to create. That current of desire is called Icha. Icha means the will. That, uh, that the will to do this or that will to create. And that aspect is known as Sadashiva in the evolution. And we have that too. Don't we have the will to create? Because that is, a, that is joyful. Creation is joyful. Creation is blissful. Creation is, creation is great realization of the movement of energies so that the Jivatma can, ex, can find experience, can gain experience. The Jivatma, if it is lying dormant in the void of Mahamaya, that is of no use at all. So, the, so to take the Jivatma out of that infinite void, that is where the Paramatma comes into, into play and activates the, the power that is dormant within Mahamaya through Icha Shakti. And so that Shakti is within us, that power is within us. Now a couple of more points before we get to the other two Shaktis, which we'll probably cover tomorrow. We must be clear what we want. We want so many things in life. We have desires of infinite kinds of desires are there. One desire is finished, another one props up. Another one props up, something else pops up. It just grows, 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 grows. So that is our condition. That also has meaning. We cannot say that that is useless. That has meaning because that is allowing us to express energy and gain experience of the material world further. So we, want, we are looking to... The, the Jivatama is given the opportunity to experience the material world in, in greater and greater levels in different ways so that it can finally realize to take all of its power that it is using in the material world and bring it right back into the Shiva, into the Atma. That is, that is the thing. Otherwise, the Jivatma will be stuck inside the material world, the poisonous nature of it. So, but it is an opportunity. It is an, it is an opportunity to come out of Mahamaya, out of the clutches, of, clutches of, of Mahamaya. When Mahamaya blesses you, it means that you are free to revolve around in Mahamaya and also free to come out of the clutches of Mahamaya. That is what we say, Durga Upasana, Kali Upasana, Mahalakshmi, Mahasaraswati, all the different uh, ten Mahavidyas, everything that is there, Nau Durga, all of the forms of the goddess are worshipped throughout the world. Why? so that we can be free of the problems in the sansar and, and also access the doorway out of the sansar. Because the Mahamaya is holding the keys. The, she's the prisoner. I'm sorry, she's the jailer, not the prisoner. We're the prisoner, she's the jailer. You know, so that is called Durga. Durga means fort. It means it is a material world, it's a prison for the jiva. It's a prison for those who are mukta, those who, most, those, those who don't know that, they're just revolving blindly within that. So, to move out of that, the expression of Mahamaya is present. And Icha Shakti we have. We have been given the human body. Doesn't matter how old we are. At any given point, great things can happen without the, without the factor of age. Tulsi Dasji wrote Tulsi Ramayana at the age of 95 or something. He was over 90 when he wrote Tulsi Ramayana. One has to forget the age and tap into tremendous power and tre tremendous energy, and be creative, be active, realize that every day is a blessing, extraordinary things are achieved by children, and everybody in between all the way up to the elderly also. As long as we are alive, we are sound mind and body, 
so many things are possible. So many possibilities are there. So one needs to go beyond the limitations of culture in terms of age and ageism and things like that, as well as limitations of our uh, own thoughts and recognize that we have Icha Shakti, we have great potentiality, great power, and then to utilize that power wisely, carefully, meaningfully, productively, uh, uh, and to utilize it for the benefit of the world and for oneself without entanglement or attachment or any kind of entrapment within the sansara. So along those lines, we will continue to talk more about this tomorrow. Uh, so we will talk more about Gnan Shakti and Kriya Shakti tomorrow. And then we will also get into the Tattvas of the Universal Experience, what they actually are all about, uh, the, how the Absolute, uh, by His will, actually manifests this extraordinary uh, reality. So there's a lot of uh, interesting stuff upcoming. For those who are interested in knowing about the creation of the universes, this is explained uh, in, in these scriptures, and we'll be going into that further and further. There is uh, no end to this exposition. It is a blessing for all of us that we have the opportunity to recognize that there is the creation, maintenance, and sustenance of the world, and the Guru Tattva. Gururdevo Maheshwara, Gurur Sakshat Param Brahma Tasmai Shri Guru Namaha Guru Tattva is with us. As we resonate with the great scriptures, Guru Tattva is present all the time. Okay, so we'll continue tomorrow.